0: Hi friends, well from soggy Salt Lake City, Utah, <laughs> it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the
1: podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about the Easter bunny. Woo. Come hopping around your town and yeah. hiding, hiding eggs. As
0: they do, <laughs> as Easter bunnies are wont to do such a strange thing. Danny. You know the leg, the egg-laying mammal is a is a rare thing but not unheard of. It happens.
1: Yeah. And you, uh we You have... can get ovoviviparous if you need to. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, that's coming up. But first, Dan, before yeah. we before we get to that on the second half of the show, we're going to be talking on the first half of the show, we're going to be talking about uh some news stuff that happened this week. Things that interesting like, Your, your various from newses. around the world some religion and atheism stuff. Yeah. Uh, here's some, here's a, uh, I want to start with this article featuring a woman whose name I do enjoy saying, but I hope I, I hate having to say her name because of who she is. Uh, Lauren Bobert. <laughs> uh, I love the, a, the last name name Bobert.
0: That, a name that rings echoes through the halls of, <laughs> I mean, uh, and I, I, it it brings with it the portent
1: of evil. I think <laughs> Bobert it's, I don't know. It, Bobert doesn't ring evil to me. Bobert is no. just,
0: Bobert's just dum- a, a
1: dumb sounding sound- name, <laughs> but Lauren Bobert, there's your oh, evil. There's your, absolutely. Um, well, Dan, uh, did you hear, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but a few weeks ago at CPAC, she announced that her, her son has had gotten his girlfriend pregnant. Oh. do you hear about this? Her 17-year-old son. No, I'm not I'm not into the hot goss. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard about this either, but it's juicy. And I was just like, huh. what? How the what what? And um, also, why do you announce that at CPAC? That feels like Well, because she's trying to get out in front of the story, I think. Sure. Right. Sure. She's trying to get out in front of like she and she's trying to control the story, right? Her son's girlfriend, who the article keeps referring to as partner, so I don't know, but they're both teenagers and in high school. Well, actually, we don't really know how old she is, at least the article that I read. Uh, The only thing that Lauren Boebert was willing to confirm about the girlfriend is that she is over the age of 14 so good his 15 year old girlfriend i suppose probably
0: (laughs) 14 and a half is technically over 14 but
1: okay Uh, whatever she i I think the whole point of like telling it was so that she could she could sort of brag on the fact that they're not getting an abortion right right like like that's if if she can (laughs) control the story and spin it that way then this is not a story about her failure as a Christian parent to keep her child on, you know, you know, away from the sex. Yeah. Right. But she's from rural, rural America where teenagers mm. get pregnant all the fucking time and don't abort and don't do the and, responsible uh, thing. Right. Or even, even at a certain point, just if you can't bring yourself to an abortion, right. Yeah. Uh, or to have an abortion, Give the thing up for adoption, right? right. Like, okay, you know what? We need to back off of like. There's no. There's no one way to handle. No, this. there is That's no, no one way true. to handle it. People can can decide what works for them, right? Yeah. But I will But an say abortion
0: this, or or adoption. An abortion more, is a very responsible way of correct. dealing with an unwanted and unplanned for pregnancy.
1: And so is giving a child up for adoption, yeah. right? There, there there are people out there who want to adopt, yeah. and the only reason I'm saying that, because I mean, there's probably listeners who are like, well, you know, I wanted to keep my kid and I did. Right. And that's great. Sure. But not having a child at 17 that you're tugging around leaves options open. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Whereas your option, if you keep the kid is, I don't know, maybe I should back It's more limited, this. but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Look. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm personally I'm going feel, down a road that I don't actually feel all that strongly about. Right. Um, if these parents, so it's not a hill if I'm they have a good on. support
0: network, if it they can have work a g- out,
1: yeah. all I'm saying, the reason that it is of interest with Lower, uh, Lauren Bobert is Bobert. because she was asked about this on the Rubin Report mm. with Dave Rubin, uh, a conservative political talk show. He's uh, the gay one, right? Huh. He's the gay one. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I pay no attention to these these fellows (laughs) more than I need to. And he asked her about the pregnancy and if uh, it had challenged any of her beliefs. And she says, obviously, I'm a Christian and there are standards that we like to uphold, but none of us do it perfectly. Uh, We can nitpick what the Bible says is right and wrong. (laughs) But I think just having that heart posture of wanting to serve God it's so important. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay, cool. When, when the roosters come, come home, uh, or whatever the saying is. It's all about, she, it, it, it's, it's what's it's, in your heart. It's a, yeah, exactly. Um, it's... Now, what is interesting is the fact that, you know, she's 36 years old, staring down, uh, becoming a grandmother. Yeah. Um, so she had, she started her family quite young as well. Right. Um, and I gather this is not the oldest son because the numbers don't add up. Oh, okay. Um, Oh no, maybe it is the oldest one. Um, but anyway, she also, there's a, a, an, an 18 year difference, uh, or gap between her and her mother. So like they're, they're getting a lot of generations in. Yeah, they Um, are. Um, and they're going to have a kid that knows their great, great grandmother or something. I mean, we've got that in my family, but my grandmother's like 90-something. Um, still hard to do, and you still have to go quickly. You yeah. um, can't, can't wait around and have kids in your 40s. No, no dilly-dallying. to happen. Nonetheless, th- again, the only reason to really bring this up is just this whole, she doesn't want to nitpick what the Bible says. Right. Which, of course, she's more than willing to throw what the Bible says all around. Oh, right? The article It's the
0: only thing that matters in the world if you mention a trans or gay person.
1: Exactly. Or she was also the one, if I remember correctly, uh who like insinuated that that Biden should die, right? <laughs> By reading some Bible verse and and related right. it to Bi- to Biden. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Frank. Are you accusing <laughs>
0: U.S. House of Representative Lauren Boebert yeah. of some sort of religious
1: hypocrisy. I mean, she's How a conservative Christian, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's pretty much all it takes. It's baked point. in the dough. Yeah. And I, hypocrisy, you is know, just part of it. I, I, I really shouldn't have gone down that, that other road of like, that sounded a little judgy uh, because the thing that I think is interesting, of course, I'm going to get to another point that's judgy, but it's a different, <laughs> different kind of judgy. As long um, as you're judging the right thing. <laughs> No, but I was thinking about this and I'm like, this is insane. She goes to CPAC and makes this announcement and the crowd is just like, yeah, sure. Great. Woohoo. Keeping the kid, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. And I think about sort of the culture that I grew up in as a Mormon and people didn't keep their kids, right? Yeah. Like people, the kids, it was still that, you know, kids were whisked away and had yeah. the, 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 and and had finish off the pregnancy some other place, have the kid in shame, right? Yeah. Put it up for adoption and come back, right? right. That was more the pattern. That and all you heard school. about
0: was like, so and so went to live with their aunt for nine
1: months, suspiciously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I, and I just think about like how that was more sort of the norm. I think that's still what Mormons do, but I think it was more broadly the norm in. American conservatism. Yeah. I have some experience with rural America. And this was, this was happening at my high school back in the nineties where the girls were getting pregnant and just keeping the kid. Yeah. There was, there was no, there was no shame about it that I could see. Everybody was like, Oh, you're
0: having a baby.
1: Right. Uh And, and I just, I feel like rural those, those values that emerged in rural America decades ago have taken over conservative values in the country. Hmm. Right. And it's, it's largely this rural America movement. And I don't know what that really means except for the fact that people like Lauren Boebert are in Congress. Right. Yeah. And it makes me crazy. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, like, like it, I don't know. Like I'm sounding a little bit like an old man here where I'm just like, (laughs) I'm screaming about the, the, the degradation of our national values,
2: but they are.
1: Well, they're degrading. (laughs) They're
0: they're pretty bad. It's I think that's, that's been clear for a minute now. We're pretty, we're, we're not doing great in in (laughs) these United States. That's, that's for sure. And it's, and it's everything is the opposite of what those assholes say. Because yeah. they also say that morality and, and, and character is degraded in the United States.
1: Yeah, that's but true.
0: they're wrong about like everything
1: right? and why it is. So I think it's in- the hypocrisy that ultimately that I'm infuriated about, yeah. right? Like it's Absolutely. Not, it's not the, the, the fact that there are, are, are teens pregnant keeping their kids. It's that they all go to churches that say that that's wrong. And then somehow they're just like, oh, yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. Right. It's Especially us. when it's Lauren Boebert or it's, yeah. people of her in her position where it's just like, I mean, it was it was um the the, the vice president candidate as well, Sarah Sarah Palin. Palin, right? Yeah. She had yeah. a kid who it was in the exact same situation. And it was right. just like silence, and yet you know what they teach and you yeah. know what they preach about these things. And it's turned into this whole, well, yeah, but I don't, I'm not getting an abortion. Oh, well, cool. Well, now we're proud of you.
0: Yeah. Not, not, not only are we not condemning you for the sin that you committed, but we're proud. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're an
1: example. And it's like, you know, like I, again, I, I'm, I'm projecting other values of like, please just go to college or please just like explore life for a little bit before getting tied down yeah. to, with a kid. And I know that people do it and people live good, you know, productive lives, you know, who, yeah. who have found themselves in this situation, right? There's no, there's no and one the, way to there, do. Life. And there is no one way. And I'm, I know I'm being a little judgy, but um, I don't like Lauren Boebert. So fuck Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Boebert. Don't listen to any
0: of the, the other Bogues. stuff we just said all of it you can discard but fuck lauren bobert is the takeaway from that story anyway well i am going to take us out of these united states and uh and 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 bury us deep in rome
1: or rather ooh. in the vatican city ooh, uh
0: where has uh, happened now you'll recall that last year some sometime in 2022 uh pope frank himself <laughs> went and visited canada
1: ah yeah
0: the uh, our, our neighbor to the north, Canada. And uh, on that visit, he was there expressly to apologize to the indigenous peoples there for, you know, the church's role in literally kidnapping children out of their families and then yeah. torturing them in schools to try and make them white and, and frequently killing them. Yeah. Just... Killing the shit out of a bunch of people. Anyway, <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, while he was here, uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of indigenous people, uh, were tried to make it clear that they wanted a, a uh, another thing to happen. Uh, one of one indicator of this was that uh, while the Pope was in Canada, uh, visiting the uh, altar of the National Shrine of Saint-Anne de Beaupre, they unrolled a uh, banner that said "Rescind the Doctrine." Mm. Now, kay. the doctrine to which they were referring is the doctrine of discovery, doctrine and of that discovery. is that was a long-standing Catholic uh, doctrine that was the product of papal bulls. Now, a papal bull, for those of you who don't understand, is a is a decree by the pope himself and it's about as like serious as it gets you know what mm. i mean like you can't ignore a paper uh, a papal bull it mm. is it is uh it is a big deal uh sort of missive from the pope to the world okay uh, so and I, these go back to was this like
1: a finders keepers losers weepers
0: type essentially it was it, i mean <laughs> So, the, basically, it was the, the the doctrine of discovery. The discovery uh, in that is basically, yeah, if you discover it, you get to keep it. Now, there's a very <laughs> oh. big problem with that is in this? that you don't get to just discover something that someone else already lives on right. and go, aha, I discovered it. It's mine. Right. But you did because that's what. The, that That is what the Catholic Church endorsed for centuries oh yeah uh as you know as the the European nations went forth and gobbled up the oh, rest yeah. of the world Process. that already had people living on it
1: you well, know, this is sure I mean <laughs> that's a technicality, I guess
0: I mean those people had did you see them they didn't wear the right clothes. Right. They weren't the right skin color. They weren't pale at all. <laughs> Some of the, uh, so literally, yeah, this this is what paved the way for uh, Spanish conquistadors here in the Americas. It paved the way for everybody to plunder Africa. It paved the way for uh, just everyone, all the Europeans to behave as badly as we know that they did. So here's the thing. The Vatican just released a statement, sort of coming very close to rescinding that doctrine. Basically, what they decided was that doctrine has already been rescinded, so never mind. Uh, we we took that back a long time ago. We we can't find the paperwork right now, but um, we, we're sure that we did it. So uh-huh. th- the current statement uh, said that the the paper 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 the papal bulls, quote, did not adequately reflect the equal dignity and rights of indigenous peoples. Oh,
1: really? Okay.
0: It was, I would say, inadequate in that <laughs> respect. Yes. <laughs> in that it reflected exactly zero dignity or equality of right. any people other than uh, white Catholics. <laughs> um, it also said something, along, something to the effect that Papal bulls have never been considered expressions of the Catholic faith. You fucking liars. What? You can't claim that it was a pay, it was multiple papal bulls. That's it a- had the seal of the pa- of the Pope on it. You can't claim that that wasn't ever considered expression, an expression of the Catholic faith.
1: Are you kidding me? I mean, are they trying to sort of draw some distinction between like the 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 papacy as like a landholder and right like, or as you know, look, was, like the papal states or whatnot right? this was
0: just the opinion of one man
1: no, yeah, right come on right you know what I mean right, right, like right, it was right. just
0: one member of the church who happens to be the Lord's infallible
1: mouthpiece on earth. Well, what other, what other (laughs) decrees have come out as papal bulls, right? Yeah. Pretty important stuff. It's
0: very important stuff. I mean, in fairness, like when they first started, it was mostly like
1: decrees about who owns what land and that sort of thing. But, Oh, okay. So that's what they're, they're trying to say that, well, sometimes, sometimes he's not, you know, the mouthpiece of God. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's the whole thing that the Mormons do with a prophet, not a prophet. Right. right
0: exactly. It's yeah. the whole thing that all Christians do, which is, yeah. oh, this is inconvenient for us. So that one doesn't count. <laughs> not that one. The other ones count. Oh, that one counts for sure. But not that one. That never right. counted. That was never real. <laughs> they literally say that the, uh, the, the, the doc, the statement says that the, uh, the documents had been manipulated uh, for political purposes, <gasps> quote, to justify immoral acts against indigenous peoples. Yeah, they manipulated the, pap- the, the papal bulls that literally said, "Go ahead and do whatever you want; it's yours." Right. These literally are the documents in the church that led to the enslavement yeah. of people. These are. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly. Yeah. Like literally, the. I mean, look. I get it. The Catholic church likes to say that the Pope is infallible and it's hard to, uh, to get there. If you have to be, if you constantly have to be saying, um, well, not that Pope, that was a, (laughs) that was a little boneheaded (laughs) rogue Pope. (laughs) (laughs) So this quasi look, here's the thing. It's nice that they're disavowing this now. Mm -hmm. And, and that's good. That is a good thing. There are problems with it. Like, for, uh, for instance, there's still, like, laws on the books in the United States and Canada and other places that take as their, like, sort of foundation this, dis- this doctrine of discovery.
1: Mm. Like, mm.
0: That is, that's still sort of baked into our dough, our legal dough here. Yeah. Uh, so, not great. We need to, you know, uh we, we as as countries need to divest ourselves of this concept as well. But you know, at least at least the church that now has zero political power in the world the way it did back then, hmm. now they're fine with saying no, that doesn't count.
1: <laughs> oh golly, Dan. All right. All right. Um well back here in Utah, oh, Dan. Um this is a kind of a little bit of a story that we don't do a lot of okay it's um it's it has to do with real estate Uh Um, but uh you know one of the larger real estate holding organizations in the state of utah is the lds church that's the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints they're
0: one of the largest real estate holding organizations in the world but
1: go yeah, on. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and one of the things that they hold a lot of are um, their little, their chapels. Right? Yes. Um, what they call ward houses. Yeah. They're all over the place here, here in uh, Salt Lake and Utah. But as the the Mormon population has shifted around and there have been changing demographics in more the sort of the center of the city in Salt Lake, mm. they have started uh divesting themselves of some of their old ward houses yeah and uh th- so this is a story about a 97 year old chapel not far from where i live actually it's uh the wells ward chapel in the liberty wells neighborhood sure which is to the east of me apparently you remember that earthquake we had yes. back in 2020 Yes. Right as the pandemic was starting, and we all it thought the world was ending. It was an awful weird time. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess the building was was pretty pretty damaged, but okay. severely damaged uh, by the earthquake. Uh, the extent of the damage, it's not entirely clear, but the church has listed the property for sale. Sure. And uh, they're marketing it as a redevelopment opportunity because. <laughs> The one of the requirements is that the the buyer. This is written in, in all caps in the in the listing. Quote: Buyer will be required to raise building. Mm. Um, the the church. This is their new thing. Uh, they that they started within the last few years. I want to say. Yes, it's very. Um, because they don't want their church their their old buildings. Going off and used for some other purpose, right? Some, some, some something that maybe could potentially uh, be very counter to their own values, right? Yeah. Um, maybe somebody wants to turn it into a bar. Not really at this location, but no. conceivable that some yeah. some old church building somewhere, someone would want to turn it into something like that. Apparently, there was one. Uh, old ward house, not in Salt Lake, but somewhere else in the state uh, that was turned into an independent uh, liquor store. Uh Um, And
0: there's also a, one one of the, one of the sort of small professional theaters in in Salt Lake city is housed in a former, in a former Mormon ward house. And it is greatly to the chagrin of the Mormons because that is, that's the company that, Used to y- yearly do a mm. make fun of Mormon slash Utah culture.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: They, so they probably don't
1: like the slacks in that building. No. Oh, wow. They Never really it. thought about that. Did I did recognize it as an old Mormon chapel. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah. So there's there's examples of this around town. There's also examples of old LDS chapels being turned into something that they probably would like. Uh there's one over probably not too far from where you live that's been turned into a community center for refugees, right? Uh, from a specific refugee. Why community. would the Mormons like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're actually cool about <laughs> like immigration and refugee stuff. Like, anyway, sometimes, yeah. I think the churches. I think the people aren't really hearing what the church is saying about immigration. Actually. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless yeah they are requiring buildings to be uh, demolished as a way of getting around this whole thing but the, the but here is the problem the because Salt Lake was so heavily Mormon they built a lot of these old ward houses and some of them are nice to look at yeah such as this building there's a picture very the few of them anymore <laughs>
0: That are left. Anything, anything yeah. built after the
1: se- '70s, maybe, yeah, is just a disaster. You're being of a I little think. generous there. Like there were probably some in the '70s. You're probably right. There were probably a couple that were okay, but this one's like this one's got some like it's it's got some nice lines. It looks like eh, it looks churchy, sure. but it's got like some stained glass over some like wood doors that are probably going into the chapel it's got some other sort of like gothicy sort of elements around some stained glass and it's you know like this could easily be repurposed this could be again yeah. we don't know the extent of the damage like it could be that it would just be prohibitive for anybody to to restore but even this undamaged ward houses yeah. now have to be raised they have to be knocked over and it's Which just sucks. it's such a shame because you know repurposing an old building like this like if a if a community organization is able to move in there, it it it, it can be a great space for them, right? Yeah. And it just seems short sighted by the church to just say we're raising we're raising all these no, old
0: chapels. No, I I get it because literally, like, I have fantasies about buying one of their churches and turning yeah. it into a sex club. So, sure, like, sure. But I, they, I get where they're coming from. I exist, no, and no, they no. know that
1: I exist. Sure. So. But what you're <laughs> saying is, isn't is – just because you buy a piece of property doesn't mean that you can use it however you want to, right? I you know. And there are ways they could do deed restrictions. They could specifically say what they don't want going in this thing, tie it to the deed, and then yeah. it could be any number of other things that are benefits to the community. Well, so, and they,
0: they are – the thing about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is that if if they can't sell it right away, they're fine. They can oh, hold on to that building for a
1: millennia. Yeah, um, and uh, and never worry about it. Their financial stuff is on a completely different time horizon than any of us think. Right. Right. Yeah. So no, they can af- they can afford to find the exact right. Uh, All I'm saying buyer. is, you would think that an organization like them, that they would have some sense of their own history and that they would want to, that the, and that architecture, which I know they don't, I know that they have no appreciation for architecture right. and, and the role that it plays in an, in, in, in a, in a, in their history, but it plays an important role. Right. Yeah. And I don't like the Mormons. I, I, I wish they didn't <laughs> exist or they had never existed. Right. But yeah. like they do. And it is, they're taking away part of the fabric, the historic fabric of the city, right? Yep. By requiring that when they're done with these old buildings, which they they seem to slowly be moving away from all of them, yep. right? And some of them are pretty cool, right? Yeah, at least from the outside. Yeah, I've we got some historic
0: buildings here, and it it does add to the sort
1: of the the fabric of our of our city. So yeah, it's a, it's um, a shame. So, anywho, I don't like them, and this is another reason for me to not like the Mormons. <laughs> On them, <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to take us to the state
0: of Maine Ooh. here in these United States. Uh, Maine is, you'll recall that back in uh, last year, there was a Supreme Court case that right. went very badly. Re- okay, last uh, year, at okay. least for uh, for like separation of church and state. Ah. um, this is one of those ones where we we learned exactly how awful our Supreme Court is right now and sure. how like how little they care for the documents that they purport to be protecting right uh, anyway uh, this was a this was a case called Carson versus Macon uh, and it it involved a a voucher program for private schools in Maine oh, that right. had sued to uh, th- so these these were like private Christian schools. That sued to get money, public money, for for themselves, um, because they they wanted it, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they got money. it. Yeah, right. Um, they 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 were granted the right to public funding for their schools. Then, what I didn't know at the time was that the state of Maine, the 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 Maine uh, legislature. Mm-hmm. Had leapt into action, seeing this coming down the pike, and had changed their law so that they uh, basically forbade forbade any uh, entity that wanted tax dollars from discrimination. They they basically expanded their anti discrimination law to protect LGBTQ people. Oh, and so. Basically, what that ended ended up meaning was okay. Yes, you can have public money, but not if you discriminate against uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> well, not to them it ain't, <laughs> we like our discrimination. They shouted oh, angrily. Oh no! And uh, and uh, are desperate to hang on to it. So oh no! Uh, of all of the Christian schools. That, uh, that were happily discriminating, only one of them opted to say, because basically they had a choice. They could give up the discrimination or they could not get the money. So one <laughs> school decided to give up the discrimination and all the other schools were like, no, hatred is a central tenet of what we do. <laughs> so there's another lawsuit happening. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, uh, the uh,
1: oh, that was, that's oh, god,
0: it didn't take long, it didn't take long. Uh, so we'll get to see how that goes. But the uh, the uh, banger Christian schools,
2: I just, banger,
1: banger, okay. Banger's always banger, funny. main,
0: you, 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 banger, you brought her <sighs> is uh, is suing. Uh, they are very upset. They think they call this a poison pill law. Oh. that quote, effectively deters religious schools from participating and thereby perpetuates the religious discrimination at the heart of the sectarian's (laughs) exclusion.
1: They're discriminating against us. That's all you have to do. All you have, like, oh, God. Look. You don't even have to be decent human beings. All you have to do is just take the money and then be quiet on, like, Two or three issues, right? You can
0: still indoctrinate these kids. Yeah, just let the gay stuff be indoctrinated in church instead of in school. Yeah, just oh my God. get rid of one of the of the the indoctrination points. Uh, Here's the other thing, and this kills me. They're yeah. claiming that they are being discriminated against because they're not being allowed to discriminate.
1: It's it's a when wild are you going argument. to hear it? <laughs>
0: When are you going to hear yourselves?
1: Just, that's, a, we, that's a that's a good one.
0: Literally, what we should all be doing is just as a country staring at
1: them until they hear it. <laughs> They'll never hear it. They'll never hear it. They'll never They'll, hear it because they feel know. so put upon. How how is this not discrimination? They keep saying. Yeah. How is this? I got I news for, me for you, being kids. Being in the majority. Yeah, uh, like. And you saying, I can't hate people. How, how is that not discrimination? You
0: are discriminating against me for discriminating. It's not (laughs) fair.
1: They might know how stupid the argument is. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But there are a lot of, a lot of, anyway. Bitches love their hate. That's all it is to (laughs) it. They love their hate.
0: (laughs) Don't want to give it up.
1: Uh, It's amazing. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Still up there in the. Northeastern part of the country. Uh, in, but down in Connecticut, mm. there's been a miracle.
0: <gasps> oh, Dan, I love a good miracle. Did you hear about this miracle? I can't no. believe.
1: I cannot believe that everybody in the country is not talking about this. Oh, I'm excited. Because if it's true. Which it must be. It is. It's a, it's a miracle, right? <laughs> uh, apparently, if you few weeks ago it was during it was in the linton season so it was this is recent right okay this is the uh father joseph crowley of of the saint thomas church i guess um he says uh we had something happen uh during their mass just two weeks from easter he says what happened is our Lord multiplied himself. (laughs) So he was uh, serving communion and he was running low on, on wafers on the host. Sure, Uh, He he hadn't put enough in the ciborium. Is that how it's called? That's the little serving vessel, I guess you could just make
0: up a word and I would, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to correct you on that the one. The
1: Bibbly Boo. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so he had uh, the host in the Bibbly Boo. Sure. And uh, he sort of noted that it wasn't going to be enough for the congregation. Too many, <laughs> a lot of people had arrived. Oh, dear. And then all of a sudden, there were more wafers <laughs> in the ciborium. And. Uh, Oh my God. This is a, a, according to him, a very cool miracle. There is no doubt. That would be very cool. (laughs) (laughs) There is no doubt. I have no doubt. He says, um, can can we get any kind of confirmation on this except that dude's memory of it? There was, there's also the Eucharistic minister. Sure. Who, uh, who was the one who did observe that there were not going to be enough hosts um mm. for everybody in line. Yeah. So as the some parishioners here's some here's response from parishioners. Uh he says uh, this is Gene Beck. Just feel it in your heart. Just feel it in your heart. How can you look <laughs> at everything that's going on and not believe? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful sentiment, Gene. Uh and Aww. then there's um another parishioner, Michael Conway, who says, "It surprises me. I hope it's real." <laughs> If it isn't, <laughs> you get this, get this. I love this sentence. If it isn't, at least it will bring somebody back to faith. And we know that things can happen. Oh my God. So the even old if it's faith a promoting lie, lie, he's cool with it. Cause if somebody comes back to, to, to church, uh, anyway, uh, the archbishop over this area, uh, one Mr. Archbishop Leonard Bell- Blair, uh, is sending in an investigator. He says, I'm sending out an experienced priest who has a knowledge of church or canon law. Uh, they will follow a, pro- a procedure to examine what happened under what circumstances and by whom the guidelines for these kinds of situations do call for me to notify the congregation for the doctrine of the faith in Rome is <gasps> going up the flagpole. Oh my God. Um, he it's says so meaningful. the church's investigation may involve a quote scientific or quote forensic analysis of the communion host. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going like to get this.
0: What? <laughs> We're going to do a forensic analysis by asking the two guys that are making the claim. If they're making the claim, you guys still believe that that happened.
1: <laughs> are you Sure. Uh, Sounds like a miracle. We did it! Woo hoo! Uh, so far in the 21st century, there have been four confirmed Eucharistic miracles <laughs> uh, that are recognized by the Catholic Church. This is a thing. Oh this my is God. just a thing. The Eucharist, I guess, they're these little wafers. They 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 get up to some crazy stuff every once in a while. No, it's too dumb. It's <laughs> the most too recent dumb. one <laughs> was in 2013 in Poland, where a host a wafer fell on the floor it was put in some water to dissolve it became streaked after it was put in the water with red stains that were tested and found to contain fragments of heart muscle shut your fucking mouth jesus heart muscle
0: oh my god can you believe it i hate no obviously (laughs) not It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Shut up. Everybody, please shut up. Uh, So the St. Thomas Church, that's where this this one happened, right? With the multiplying Jesus, which is, you know, that's part of this, right? Body of Christ. Yeah. They think it's... Transubstantiation. It turns into literal Jesus. Right. Just like the stuff with the heart muscle in it, which is, if true, a miracle. (laughs) But imagine how dumb that miracle is. Like literally,
0: how am I supposed to be how does that promote anything? What if how you wanna happen, do a miracle? Dan? God, if you wanna do a miracle, yeah. do one that we all
1: see no. that is obvious. No, that's not how God works. God
0: it used little. to be it used to be exactly how God works. <laughs> no, no, I've read his book. No, it's, no, no. It was no, it happened all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Waters parted and fucking Shit turned into whatever, like people, like it happened all the time. People walking on water.
1: I know. They were mostly water based. For anyone to see. I know. Well, water's magic, you know? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, the St. Thomas Church, right? Mm. That's what we've been talking about. Um, That's apparently there was uh, this dude by the name of Michael McGivney. He was uh, Reverend Michael McGivney. He uh, has been beatified. Back in, 2000, in 2020, he was given the title blessed, and so that he's on track. He, he served. Oh wait, he, he he served there back in the 1800s. Okay, right? and he's had this one miracle attributed to him, and so wow. if a second miracle is attributed to him, like if they say that this was blessed Michael who who, <laughs> who multiplied the host. If if it's attributed to him, he could be put on a path to being canonized as a saint. This is it's very exciting stuff just for people so who watch this kind dumb. of stuff.
0: It's, it's just very, so dumb. It's,
1: if you have his rookie cards, people, <laughs> right? he's about to... <coughs> That's about to
0: be worth a lot.
1: Because <laughs> he's about to become a saint,
0: guys. They're going to change the name of that Woo! parish to Our Lady of Nonsense Miracles. <laughs> Worthless... <laughs> Miracle. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just close this out. Okay. Um. In in Ukraine, we've talked about Ukraine. If if you're not aware of uh world goings on, sure. There seems to be a bit of a a bit of a do in Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> they're nice. having a bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, their neighbors, the Russians, are not being are not sharing
1: the sandbox. They're not being very nice. Yeah. Uh, they're and- not. They're not heating. You know, the good fences make good neighbors. Right. Right. They're, so. they're
0: saying, no uh, there is no fence. There is no neighbor. You are <laughs> us now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yes, there's a war. Uh, and as we've talked about this before, but one of the things that's happened is that the Russian Orthodox Church has been supplying aid and comfort and sort of religious right. cover to the uh the actions of Vladimir Putin and the Russian uh oligarchy as yeah. they invade and uh and murder Ukrainians. Right. Uh well, one of the things that's happened geopolitically or religious geo-religiously is that uh a lot of so so there was a a bit of a skiz, a bit of a a, a disaffiliation after the Russians invaded Crimea um, the Ukrainians <laughs> didn't want to be part of the Russian Orthodox church anymore. Fair enough. They had been for a long time. They did not want to. They went to a patriarch, whoever he is in Turkey, the Constantinople oh. patriarch. Mm, yeah. Who is considered the first among equals, a concept that is delightfully, uh, impossible. <laughs> uh, and and they got the dispensation to start the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. How oh, nice. Um, okay. Or rather, sorry, I I shouldn't say the U- Ukrainian Orthodox Church. I should say the uh Orthodox Church, what is it? It's the, it's something different because the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has is the one that has ties to Moscow.
1: Oh, sure. Okay.
0: It's very, it's very, very much the uh, the People's Front of Judea and the Judean People's Front. Uh, one of them is the good guys. One of them is connected to Moscow and under very much under suspicion for supplying Russia with intel about what's going on in Ukraine.
1: That's, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh,
0: so the Ukrainian government has been like, "Uh, fuck off." So those guys in multiple different ways at multiple different times. Well, one of the ways that's happening right now is that there is a monastery called the monastery of the caves. Ooh, uh, like I don't I'm remember ready. what the Ukrainian, uh, but it's gorgeous. It's, it's, it is a, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of one of their heritage sites. There may big heritage sites there okay. in Ukraine. It's huge. And, uh, Oopsie doo! It is actually owned by uh, the Ukrainian government, so oh, okay. They they have issued an eviction notice oh, for no. all of the. And mind you, this is a this is a monastery. It's got a school. There are literally hundreds of people who live there. My okay. Uh, and uh, no, they are to leave. So they're they're upset. They're they're sticking around to the bitter end, which is supposed to be this coming week. We'll we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen, but oh they're they're, uh, they're not going along
1: with the eviction.
0: Well, they're saying what they're saying is we're going to stay until we are until the bitter end. And we don't know what that means. What is the bitter end? Uh and they are saying that uh, there, at least one of the monks there was was quoted as saying that prayer is our only weapon.
1: Oh, well. so
0: hopefully that's true because prayer is meaningless, and they'll just have to go. Uh, but oh, we, yeah, that's yeah, that's one of that's one of the fronts that that war is being fought on is the uh, the religious front. So interesting, so weird. We'll we'll see what happens there. So these um, are not
1: the silent kind of monks. <laughs> because you got a quote from one of them. Yeah, so like, apparently. Apparently. Or else what? he just broke his vow to just be like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere.
0: Can we just convince all religious people to take a vow of silence?
1: <laughs> I think it's it should just be part them. of it. This is brilliant. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, if you
0: have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us.
1: Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan.
0: Uh, just earlier in our show you had talked about uh someone you had you had given a quote from someone who said that if a miracle is faith promoting it it doesn't matter if it's true <laughs> right uh that ties in very nicely to uh what to the audio that we're about to hear this is a a guy a right wing um political ding dong who uh i you know i I don't like to get political other than they always make it religious, so uh this this guy is gonna tell us all about people like donald trump uh kanye West, yay, if you will right um and others see if you can figure out why I would be alarmed at who's on this list um he's gonna tell us all about uh all about them, so yeah, I'll just let him speak for himself
1: you know, I'm one of the few people. Who who says that you know these kings, be it Putin, be it Trump, um, be it Yay, be it other people, are under essentially a different standard? Um, Like Constantine, you know, it's like I don't care if it's real or I don't care if your faith is is fake or real. If you're a ruler, you have a uh, a priesthood of sorts, uh, a kingship. you know, a lordship, a stewardship over the people that exceeds that of, of private devotion or private faith. Uh, and it's different and it is judged in heaven. So, you know, um, public professions of faith are very, very powerful. And the private corruption of a king doesn't remotely bother me at all. The private corruption?
0: Private corruption, it's fine they They're allowed to be corrupt, Frank.
1: <sighs> they're the kings ends justify the means
0: it, I mean, does he hear himself? Because I'm pretty sure that if you asked him if, you know the founding fathers of the United States were uh were correct in doffing the the monarchy of old, he'd be all about it. right. But boy, howdy? He's happy to crown Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin kings. Kings. Putin!
1: You know, these guys are nuts. No, these. I don't know what's going on with conservative Christians right now and their. Like, what the whole Putin fascination is. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's because of Trump. Trump was like. Literally in it's, Putin's pocket, so he must be okay. It's got to be more than that, though, right? Like, like, how did they? I just, were they that enthralled by Trump that, like, that, 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 that's, you literally, could, of course, they were. They I, were s- not only that, I mean, but I like, they, I, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. And I so. I, I, If, if if the enemy of Putin is American liberalism, right. And Western liberalism, I guess, but like, like really, that's, that's the kind of society you want to live in. You're going to embrace that guy. Right. Cause it, it, it suggests to me, if you're a fan of him, that you want to live in a place that he would create. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. I'd rather live here. Yeah. Right. For all, all of its problems, yeah, totally right. Yeah,
0: oh, of God. which that guy is one. All right, <laughs> yeah. Good God. Uh, well, we had some folks uh, write into us, call into us. Uh, we'll start with River, who said, "Hi, Frank and Dan." Uh, Mark, the former Lutheran, wrote in last week to offer his view on Lent, and I wanted to offer my view on the conversation in turn. Uh, Mark mentioned that several major religions have a month or so on the calendar when adherents are asked to give something up. And those periods tend to help tend to line up with times of year that are historically times of scarcity, rather than the scarcity, cheapening the gesture or viewing it as quote, training people to feel better about starving, which was kind of our take. um, (laughs) My takeaway was a sense of solidarity, Mm. kind of a, we aren't starving, but if we don't tighten the belts, we might. Uh, thing as a whole community Hmm. I know at least Ramadan and Rosh Hashanah have exceptions to fasting built in for certain groups Uh, for example young children pregnant people those who are ill Uh, in the days when the last year when last year's stores are running dry and this year's bounty has yet to arrive everyone giving up a little can make the difference between life and death for elders toddlers and people uh, in the last couple of months of pregnancy In the U.S., we're farther removed from those realities uh, than much of the globe. Uh, Also, we tend not to be particularly community-minded in late capitalism. Okay. All that, I I can get on board with that.
1: Yeah.
0: True. Uh, So thanks for that. (laughs) Um, We also have a a voicemail, do we not?
1: We do indeed, Dan. This is... uh... From a, uh, a listener who is sort of balancing uh, sort of professional life with personal life. We'll, we'll put it that way. Okay.
2: Hi, Frank and Dan. I uh, just listened to the show um, where you were talking about pornography and um, protecting the children and all that. Uh, I have my own experience with that. I'm a church musician. <laughs> I have been working for the church as a musician for several years, and for a while I have had this like love-hate relationship with it, because I know that I'm very good at what I do, and they're basically the only entity that will pay me for it. But I have recently found a really fun way to troll the church <laughs> while still doing what I love, um, because I am also a polyamorous kinkster and content creator. And I was just thinking about next week is Holy Week. So I've been in rehearsals constantly getting ready for that. Next week, I am singing absolutely every single day of the week. But I also have some other fun activities planned. For instance, before going to Mass, one day I have a, a kink scene planned with <laughs> with a, a partner. And then there's another day that week that I have a sexy photo shoot. With somebody else, so I have really enjoyed indulging in my own alternative form of art slash pornography, while also knowing that in a few minutes, I'm going to be back in church singing for Jesus and putting on my choir robes and just enjoying the little nugget of of trolling the church within their own walls. The other thing I love about it is, of course, so I work for the Catholic Church and uh knowing that I'm working for the biggest pedophile ring in the history of the world. And they would certainly fire me if they knew what I get up to outside of outside of work time. Um, and yet everything that I do is only for adults, consenting adults who fully opt in and appreciate and love human bodies and sexuality and everything that goes with it. And nobody's harming the children. Anyway, I just thought it was relevant. Love the show. Listen to it every week. I love you guys. Bye. Sinner!
0: <laughs> oh, you Jezebel <laughs> sins. I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, if you're not wearing the choir robes to the kink stuff, you're missing a trick. <laughs> and frankly... Nobody knows what you have on under the choir robes also, so... Yeah. I mean, that may be a trick for for all of our listeners, uh, which is, if you, for whatever reason, feel that you must go to church, and there are many reasons why people uh, yeah. who are atheists go to church, uh, they don't know what you're wearing under there. Just, That's true. Just have your own little subversion in mind, you know? <laughs> Wear something... That of which they would definitely not approve, but just don't show it to them. And then you can just have this little uh, little twinkle in your eye as as you go around. Because uh, cause that's always great. Yeah. That's always great. Uh, that's I, w- I must say that there are plenty of people for whom going to church, seeing somebody in those robes or whatever would be their king. So there you mm-hmm. go. There's a tie-in. <laughs> I see it. I get it. I like it. Send, send us pictures of you in your robes. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so and then we uh, we had another listener write into us. Hey guys, I love your podcast. It's great. I didn't like it when you guys were laughing about the toe lady. You remember Frank? There was a the woman who, yeah. who 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 there was a miracle. Her toes grew back right in front of everybody. Yeah. Though uh, though nobody has seen the toes. Sure. I didn't like it when you guys were laughing about the toe lady getting shot in her toes by her husband. Hmm. I heard the story and apparently she contracted an infection from being shot that caused her toes to need to be amputated. Domestic violence ain't funny. Trust me. I know. Uh, I will laugh my ass off with you about the regrowing of toes since it's freaking hilarious, but the shooting itself is no joke and all too common. Hmm. I, I think that's obviously true. And I don't yeah. think that we were laughing about. Yeah. I hope it didn't seem that way ab- about the domestic violence itself. There's, yeah. There is something unique and weird about shooting someone in the toes that yeah. may have, that that may have, have just have... caught us off guard.
1: <laughs>
0: Probably. Why yeah. the toe? What are you doing? Anyway. Yeah. But no, there is nothing funny about domestic violence. That is not no, Of course not. Uh we certainly obviously wouldn't want that to be the takeaway of anything that we we no. do. Uh and if, if that's what we laughed at, I don't remember how the story went, but uh it was just about the toes. Yeah, the, I
1: probably the, giggled around the toes. Toes are funny. Sh- yeah, and just
0: so. shooting why are you shooting toes? Yeah. Like
1: that's I, that's absurd. Right? It just
0: it, it was the absurdity of the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. apologies so. if we uh, if if we gave you the x on that one.
1: Yeah. We we have some folks to thank. Do we not? We do, Dan. We have some new patrons. Wonderful. On Patreon, um, we have a new. Let's see, a new a deacon. Okay. By the name of David. Bless you, deacon. B- bless you. Uh, we have a new, uh, teacher by the name of Audrey. Woo! Thank you very much. Wonderful. And we have two new priests, Dan. Whoa! Whoa! Um, by the name of, uh, Jonathan and Kim. That's, okay. So, so I guess it's technically three. You're, but now but technically one, you guys are splitting the powers you're, you're, you're between. You're sharing. <laughs> the you can't use it
0: at the same, it's kind of like a Netflix <laughs> login. You can, you can both use it, but not at the same time.
1: Correct. And then there's, uh, uh Christopher. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, so thank Magic you. Magic powers to all of you. Thank you so much uh, for uh, supporting the show. If you'd like to join them, dear listener, you can go to our website, thankgodimetheus.com, and uh, click on the support tab. And there are options there. And yes. Again, we have well, a new Lord and Savior this oh week. Oh my gosh. Um, Brace yourselves, kids. Buckle see. up. I, I was given a pronunciation here. So, yeah. So I'm going to. Uh, this is my first attempt to yell this out into the world um (laughs) amazing (laughs) wonderful to Malarmony um you are the lord and savior of the show our top donor congratulations thanks to all of our patrons
0: and more show coming up Well, Franklin, Dan, it, you know, coming up is, uh, is one of the, the great holidays. Um, <laughs> is it? It's, it's one of the high holy days yeah. for many around the world for billions of people, literally billions of people. Really? I think so. Christian, at least 1 billion, one, 1. 1.5, maybe something, something like that. that a billion plus people, a lot of people, a lot of people. It is, it is the celebration of, uh, the murder of a dude. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah,
2: it's
0: for you to think it was. I mean, it is technically the celebration of him, of his re-arrival, right. but man, I'll tell you what, when you sit around and watch as like in horror, <laughs> as a family shows a movie about like a snuff film, basically about the dying of somebody to children, right? It's horrific. It's um, brutal. It's, I'll tell you, it's the coming back is not what they're going to remember. That's not that's not the takeaway that they're going to get. But on the flip side, those kids got lots of candy and mm. uh, and you know a, Easter a, bunny came
1: out. A bunny laid eggs all over their around. place. The mysterious Easter bunny. See, I was we <laughs> The, the whole Easter Bunny dressed up like somebody dressed up in an Easter Bunny costume. Uh-huh. That, that doesn't work with how <laughs> the Easter Bunny was presented to me as a child. No, me neither. Which was that the Easter Bunny's invisible. Oh, really? And he just comes and like la- lays his, his eggs out in the yard and you have to go find them. I never, I the thought thing. that was really, I couldn't quite wrap my head around that one. No, that confused especially me. since those eggs were very clearly the eggs that we colored <laughs> the night before. Well, there's always an explanation. Well, mom helps the Easter bunny. <laughs> we, wait, you know. we colored these. You're telling me that there's a rabbit who comes
0: in and takes the eggs that we colored and then just hides them. Anyway, <laughs> hide and seek is fun. Going and yeah. searching out uh, treasures in your own house, home
1: or backyard or whatever. But it's the worst prize ever. They, 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 they wind you up. You're a little kid, right? They wind you up about this Easter bunny coming and he's like hidden all this stuff, these eggs out in the, in the yard. And you get so excited about it that you don't really hear egg, right? As like no. the, the surprise, <laughs> right? And you go, you collect them all up and now you have a bunch of eggs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always hated it. I was always so mad about eggs, and but like there's chocolate.
1: <laughs> all I cared about was chocolate. There's chocolate, sure. <laughs> um, but no. So this guy is talking about well, my mother. The fact that my mother-in-law texted my husband and I yesterday <laughs> or the day before about she was like, should I get a leg of lamb?
2: Right. right.
1: Doesn't reference Easter, right? At all. <laughs> She's like, should I get if I get a leg of lamb, will you guys cook it next weekend? Right. And we're just like. God, you just get a hankering like what's <laughs> like this is this is a little bit out of the blue you know but like sure we like to like we'll we'll try cooking a leg of lamb why not right like, yeah. and she knows that we like to cook so I mean it sort of works but like I was still like this is really just out of the blue and then I was like oh it's Easter right oh and it took a couple days to realize that it was Easter but oh, like my. with this guy is talking about like the traditions that you keep
0: yeah, right. like, what do you th- what what tradition? Like, you and I don't have children, right? But if we had, mm, that's what what would we hang on to? Like, obviously, we're not going to talk about Jesus, right? So, what do you keep? What do you what, uh, you want to have some fun traditions?
1: Sure, a little basket. All the of other candy. kids are doing
0: something fun.
1: Yeah, uh, on this one. You get so some new clothes, the pastel pastel colored clothes. <laughs>
0: Everybody's got to have the pastel colored I don't clothes. Know
1: why? That's a thing, but it's a thing.
0: <laughs> it's spring. Spring is for pastels. <laughs> Everyone has to look like a
1: flower. Yeah, and you color, you decorate some eggs. Fine. I mean, all of that. Fine. Whatever. Like. Like Easter for me is the easiest one to disconnect from the religious absolutely aspect of it. Like there is literally nothing about those traditions that ties in with anything. Well, and Mormons don't really do Easter. Like the rest of Christianity, like it's just like they talk about it. It's the service will definitely be focused on, you know, the resurrection resurrection and, uh, and whatnot. But like, like that's about it, right? Like it's like, like there's no lent, there's no like big build up. It's it's pretty light on sort yeah. of tradition in the Mormon Church. Um so it is all the the other stuff. Yeah, fine, whatever. It's funny because
0: it is there is so much tradition uh involved in Easter that has nothing to do that is Im- completely divorceable. From the religion. That is that is fascinating. Yeah. Because Christmas is different. I mean, there's like, a lot that has nothing to do with Christmas
1: or with yeah, Jesus, but, I guess. But there's
0: a, there's a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, you could do a tree. That doesn't feel like it's got anything to do with Jesus yeah. necessarily. You could do a few things. You still, um, yeah. Would you? I mean, so what Christmas things
1: would you do for your kids? And what wouldn't? You? Oh, golly. Yeah. You put up a tree. You okay? We're talking about little kids. You put up a tree. Um, you you definitely do all the you do all the Santa crap, right? Like yeah. you can go as nuts with Santa as you want to, because like that's because that's yeah. harmless and nothing to fun. do with anything.
0: Um, you don't you wouldn't want to do like a
1: like like a crush. You wouldn't <laughs> want. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like who doesn't like a diorama, Dan? Like <laughs> like. Yeah, I'm definitely getting some fig like for, for little kids. You get little figurines. <laughs> you build your little house. You let them play with Jesus. Why not? Why not make the okay. nativity, that whole scene, the whole Jesus story, as much about sort of the dumb, <laughs> dumb fakeness of Christmas, right? right. As, as 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 Santa Claus, right? And. And don't have do- anything holy around it. Don't have any. Don't treat it as sacred or special. Right. Just be like, oh, and this is the baby Jesus. This is the baby Yoda. You can play with baby Jesus <laughs> if you want. You can put him in your dollhouse. I don't know. Can, yeah. I. I. Okay. <laughs> fine. I. But yeah. Like. Like. Build out. Like. I always. I actually kind of like nativities. Yeah. I think they're kind of fun. Dan. That sounds like you. That sounds perfect. I for don't you. have a nativity. <laughs> But now I'm kind of like, I kind of, I kind of want to build like, you know, little, little town of Bethlehem, you know, diorama, yeah. right? I think you should. I think you hundred percent should. Like the, 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 like the little Christmas town things. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen? You've seen those, right? The little, oh, yeah. little ceramic Christmas towns. It's um, seen, I, I want that, but for, for, um, Judea, ancient Judea. <laughs>
0: They're all celebrating Christmas <laughs> on Christmas. It's, it's what you do.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, of course.
0: Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, what would be a fun way to translate that to Easter? I wonder have, have a crucifix. I don't know. Put a bunny on a crucifix. No, no. The, that's the, gruesome.
1: The prom, yeah. That's really gruesome. Uh, the problem with Easter is it's such a violent story. Yeah. Um, Easter is Easter. Yeah. The, the, the the actual Christian side of it, it's horrible. I mean, you called it a snuff film sort of in in jest, but like um, I remember back to little films that we would watch about the crucifixion and resurrection and everything. And they were wildly, wildly uncomfortable to watch as a child. Yeah, like they're horrible. Him. I absolutely, absolutely hated them, and they're and like and they make they make that moment of that first nail right going into the the first palm <laughs> as yeah. being I, with there's all this like tension and build up and like they don't have to show it right right it's because I mean also you wouldn't you're already turned away and not looking anyway right Right. because it's it's just but you see a nail being placed toward the palm you see a hammer being drawn
0: back and then the the clink right yeah you're gonna hear some awful sound effects you're gonna hear screaming and wailing and weeping and stuff
1: yeah and the sound of like a a giant nail going through flesh and 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 you know bones and whatnot in in the hand like it's awful yeah that's trauma right that is like why are they the, the whole like bathing in the blood you know that moment of just like celebrate I mean, it is a celebration of Jesus' crucifixion whether yeah. they want to call it that or not it is right and a lot of them do call it that a lot of them love that they a call lot of it them a celebration, are celebration su- they celebrate the, yeah
0: celebrate. The, because because I mean, like, <laughs> we were all redeemed by his death so they get heavy into the death you've you've seen i know like the 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 pageants we saw a pageant in arkansas yeah you and i together that's true that ends celebrating this dude being lifted onto a cross
1: yeah his writhing the histrionics of of that moment of like the way they portray it right because it's (laughs) this huge amphitheater so it has to be like you know everything has to be big and yeah dude was half a mile away from us by the time they got on there <laughs> but he's like he's just absolutely writhing about in ways i doubt anybody who's being crucified would well because it was one of those shows where you know the their dialogue
0: is just sort of a playback it's That's just true. a recorded yeah. thing and he has to indicate that it's him talking <laughs> so his arms start flapping wildly because his, his hands are nailed to this cross <laughs> But he wants everybody to know that it's him that's talking.
1: So his arms, yeah, he, he's the, trying. The torso so is just like, <laughs> kind of like whipping all around. Yeah, I will say, I will Ugh. say this about the
0: the Christians that I I never got this, but it, I know that it's happening, and it. I don't know how long it has been happening. It may have been forever, but there are a lot of things that celebrate the resurrection. And one of the things, for instance, is that. Something that was advertised to me on like Facebook or something was a little mountain with a little stone rock that you could roll away so that the kid could go into the Jesus tomb and you could roll the rock onto them to close it. And then you can roll it away. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe he can disappear out of it. <laughs> There's Wait, a miracle. Of-
1: I, yeah. I, I, oh, it's it a, a magic
0: a- trick? It was a I don't know if it was a magic trick, but it was a Jesus tomb playset that you could buy for your kids. Like what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Has like a little drop floor so Jesus can go away.
0: And I know that in the Midwest they have pastries that are like roll away the the tomb like like empty tomb pastries that are just a a donut with yeah, or, or like a croissant sort of thing, but, but hollowed <laughs> yeah, out in the sure. middle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that, well, that's, that's I, not cool. obviously, that's a keeper. The, you the, know, if, you if, don't want, if your family makes those. You don't yeah. want
1: toys of, like, Jesus' death. Do you? Like, that's that's taking Easter to a tol- totally different <laughs> place. I mean, it's there.
0: I, you, you want the kids to be playing with Jesus. You want the kids to be engaged with the story. And there, I guess. I, now, mind you, I know that a lot of, there are plenty of uh, churches in the country that have a tradition of the kids reenacting the goddamned uh murder of Jesus. Children would like, bloody palms because they were the ones playing jesus in the the church uh pageant that's about as gruesome as it gets uh that's child abuse probably <sighs> yeah Re- resurrection rolls i just found it on online you can you can make resurrection rolls resurrection
1: and now rolls yeah now i
0: insist that you and dave make them when you make your lamb <laughs> When you do the leg of lamb, if you don't if I don't hear about you doing resurrection rolls, I will be livid. Alright. Send me the, the recipe. Okay. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to tell us what your uh experience has been, what which, which traditions you've adopted and which you have uh eschewed, please do so. Write into us podcast at thankodimatheist.com.
1: Or Call and leave us a voicemail and tell us about it. The telephone number is 424-666-8442.
0: Yeah, go to the
1: Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, atheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.